Neptunes is a company that my father started um, about 20, 20 something years ago uh, when he decided to start building on this barrier beach that we're uh, building on right now. Um, so that's after a lot of years of being a, um, uh, a builder in New York City and also building developments out on Long Island. Uh, at that time, I wasn't working with him. I was in my early teens, like 16, 17 years old. Um, and uh, we'd owned a property across the water from this area in East Mariches. And uh, this whole beach we were driving on right now was washed out from a series of storms and from mismanagement of the coastline. And uh, most of this land where we're driving right now was underwater actually, like under like 15, 20 feet of ocean water. And so um, at that time, my dad uh, knew about some opportunities to buy property out here. We're really primarily real estate developers. That's where we come from. And um, but we also build everything we develop. So that's what my dad's always done. He started off as an electrical contractor from the days with my grandfather, who was an electrical contractor before him. My grandfather got into the electrical business because he was running wires in Pennsylvania uh, after the war, converting homes that had only gas lighting to electrical lighting. And eventually he became an electrician in New York City. And my father followed in his footsteps and got his electrical license when he was quite young. And they ran a pretty successful electrical contracting business through that. In the 70s, my dad shifted gears. Uh, the story goes that one of our more, you know, prolific relationships with another family of real estate developers, the, uh, the patriarch of that family who recently passed away, basically said to my dad, what's a nice Jewish boy doing being an electrical subcontractor? You should be a real estate developer. And so he basically helped my dad uh, buy a piece of property with my mom back in that day in 1982, the year I was born, and develop a co-op in Manhattan. And so my dad and my mom were uh, building that building on 29th Street in New York City. And then after that, they moved on and built a handful of uh, other condos and co-ops. Over the years, my dad uh, transitioned into building homes um, and started off building uh, track development homes, like, you know, uh, for sale, spec homes, small starter homes for people on the uh, eastern side of Long Island. And when he did that, uh, he enjoyed that. He really learned how to be a home builder. The funny quote from those days was that he had said to one of the bankers who introduced him to that market, why would I do this? I don't know how to build a house. I've never built a house before. And they sort of replied, well, if you can build an apartment building, you certainly can build a house. He went on to build the homes and, uh, and that was a nice market for him. But those homes were difficult to make a real profit on. You had to build a lot of houses to make any money. Doing these developments that were large, you know, two, three, four hundred unit developments that were low priced homes, like hundred fifty, two hundred thousand dollar houses, was really hard to continuously make a profit. Like the construction side of things had to be super tight. You had to be cutting corners all over the place. And one of the things that never made my dad comfortable was building an inferior product. Like at any time there was ever a mistake or an issue that came up, like a frozen pipe or something like that, or you know, any type of thing that could be avoided through a better construction means and methods. You know, my dad would never repeat the same mistakes because, you know, the architects drew it that way or because that was common practice. He really always bucked against that trend of common practice. And that really is one of the fundamental things about what we do and how we're different from other people is that, you know, we really don't just accept the, you know, the status quo or the way things are done. There's always reinvention and recreation that's happening with us. So that brings us sort of the first Dunes years, uh, you know, before 
um, we got into the first dune's name. My dad also had done, had sort of made a shift towards luxury. And so he started building these large custom homes, some for some of his friends who reached out and said, will you build me a house? And he was a construction manager for them. He also did a community of them in a part of Long Island. And, um, and his heart was was in it, you know, because he really liked that type of construction. It really was where he excelled. But it's definitely tough from a customer management perspective. So it was, you know, only a little in that. And on the other piece of that, we were building higher end townhomes. And that that's when I came into the business. Um, that's about the same time First Dunes was started. So my dad was real, being the real estate development side for townhome community uh, in North Hills, Long Island, 144 unit development. And uh, I was uh, just finishing high school at the time starting college when he was working on that uh, pre-development and around that same time when I was first starting college is when the first home started going up here on Dune Road after the reconstruction and my father came in here and he saw the product that people were building and he walked through the front doors of these homes with these amazing ocean views and you couldn't see the ocean or on the bay side you couldn't see the bay because people were designing homes that were like exactly the same kind of house that you would put on a property that had no view but they were designing that and putting it on a property with a gorgeous view. And so that meant when you walked in the front door, you weren't seeing out the back to see this great view. And he developed a real serious design aesthetic and flow for what is still the fundamental first dunes home. We call it sort of like go version numbers on that as we adapt them over time. We live in one of our homes, so we sort of transform our house based upon you know, the life cycles of, of you know family growing up and changing a bit, but also just the way people live and understanding better you know how to plan things out. So I started working with my dad uh, in the summers. I, I wasn't really committed to being a builder or a real estate developer at the time. I was actually more focused on being a sound engineer and in the film uh, business. And uh, but I, I had an addiction to buying sound equipment. And a good way to finance that was to work uh, for my dad uh, on the weekends in high school and then all summer. And so one of the years uh, I worked for my dad, and I worked for Joe, who still works for us, who's one of our supers. And um, my job was to be a handyman, applying spray foam to the undersides of houses. We were using spray foam in the early 2000s because they were really super interested in making sure we didn't have air leakage drafts coming up through the first floor, which is elevated above the ground, and we have so much wind out here. And so one of the jobs we did before they made spray foam that was actually meant to be applied to the underside of uh, surface, like, you know, upside down, we were doing that and used to drip off. And one time it dripped on my face, and I ended up having spray foam adhered to my face and had to go to a dermatologist and have it burned off with microdermabrasion. It was great. Um, and, uh, you know, I learned what I was good at, which was, you know, small, fine detail stuff. I'm really good at control wiring, electrical, planning, stuff like that. I'm not great at carrying heavy stuff, although I'm trying to do that. I remember one time Joe asked me to carry three two by sixes, 16 footers up a ladder. And I just looked at him like, are you absolutely crazy? And meanwhile, the other guys who were smaller than me at the time and older than me were happily humping those up the ladder. I couldn't even get one up my shoulder. I probably still can't get one on my shoulder. Maybe I can, I don't know. But uh, I never developed those skills, carpentry and some of the more, you know, uh, really hard work with your hands. That's not really where my head was at. Um, and I went back to college. And then when I came back the next year, uh, the project, uh, the subdivision, the 144 unit project really needed my assistance uh, on permitting and uh, building inspector uh, related matters, things like that. So I, I shifted gears over to that. 
and um, I, I had a more of an office position there and a liaise with the field. So what would be your traditional like project management kind of I was doing, but more in an assistant fashion to my dad. And I did that every summer for the next three years until finally when I was graduating from school, my father asked me if I wanted to work with him because they still really needed uh, assistance with all of that stuff at that project at that time. They really needed me to help with customer selections and managing warranty mm -hmm. items and punch list things. And so I went all in on that and uh, spent a lot of years there and ended up going through that whole chain of, uh, of you know, what you do when you're in a real estate development and construction uh, business for large developments. And I'm really lucky to have also gotten to experience that during the Great Recession. So at that time, we had about 100 of the 144 units sold. We had a large portion of them built and uh, not sold, some of them with contracts that people walked away from their deposits on. We had a large loan from a lender. And uh, they were very scary days. Uh, but, you know, my dad's fantastic and, you know, it was one step at a time and we persevered through that. We did well over there and I, I really learned how to survive, you know, through a market cycle. And that's really was a great experience, especially to have now as we're sort of entering another market cycle. To know I've been through a few of these already and they're, you know, they're always scary, but they're not terrible. It's really interesting, especially as we've started to, we've really grown recently, but we're just starting to, we're getting older especially my sister and I, and it's getting to a place where we just can't do everything we used to do. I should say my, my dad as well. And so we're, we're adding staff. And to, so your question is, is, you know, tell us about the team you have, specifically Joe and Arnold and Kyla and my dad and I, and also Anne-Marie in our office. Basically, I don't want to screw up the years on this, but like Joe's with my dad, like could be 40 years, 35 years, not 40, it's probably 30 something years he's working with my dad. Um, he came from those Island Estates days from building the track homes. And he's one of our, our supers. And, and Joe's amazing. You know, Joe's, Joe's at the same time the most loving, caring person and also one of the scariest people you'll ever meet. And so, you know, we use him as like our enforcer. Like, you know, Joe does not subscribe. There's no bullshit going on, you know, with Joe. Like, you know, he'll see right through it. He won't let you say it to him. You know, the subcontractors can't run away from him. He'll chase them down. My dad will often send Joe to a job and Joe will be the finisher. Like, we don't want to hear any baby business. Like, whatever the problems are, everyone's getting in a room, Joe's forcing them to get it done. You know, sometimes Joe needs a little bit of assistance from me, um, or my dad, or Kyla, or Arnold, to sort of reel it in and make sure that we're also delivering quality at the same time as we're getting things done. But, you know, one of the hardest things in construction is to get jobs done and get them started at the beginning and finished at the end is really the hardest parts. And Joe is really a master of that. Um, and, and he's really a huge asset to us in that respect. Arnold uh, has been with us for uh, 20 some odd years as well. He, uh, Arnold is uh, started off, he came here from El Salvador when he was uh, 16. Uh, he actually is the son of uh, my, my brother's nanny and um, who came here as a refugee from El Salvador and eventually brought her son over and, his, and her daughter as refugees and they lived in our house and Arnold from basically like the first couple of weeks working here, living here, was working uh, for us. And Arnold is a master of all things. Uh, so he, he obviously can, he operates our, our construction equipment, like our Bobcat, our, our skids here. He's like amazing with that. Uh, but he's also, a, he's a super for us. He's a project manager. He's been training for that for his whole life. And he's really stepping into his power now and really 
stepping up and getting going with that. He, he was the assistant to me on building 868 Lorimer, which was a, a, a 10 story, two, two, two separate, sorry, seven story buildings uh, that are connected by a parking garage in Brooklyn, New York. And Arnold ran that job site, which had almost 250 people. He was the constant presence there for two and a half, three years to build that building and deliver it. And that building is like problem free, came out beautiful, it's five, six years old already and has some of the happiest residents in it. And so just a testament to how amazing Arnold's workmanship is and his management skills. And now he's really focusing on ramping up his communication skills because he, he came here at such a late age to learn English at 16. And um, so as he likes to say, sometimes he's neither a master of English nor Spanish, which is really rough. And he's really becoming much better at just getting over some of that fear and stepping into, uh, you know, using his tools that he actually has but he's a little afraid to use and using that from the perspective of really jumping on top of doing material procurement, you know, managing everybody, you know, on a detail level where he used to sort of go to Joe or myself or my father with problems. He's stepping up to the plate and resolving his issues on his own, which is really nice. So my sister Kyla started in the business the same time that I did, uh, which, you know, we call ourselves First Dune slash Chatham Development Company. So Kyla at first was really all-in Chatham Development Company. Her job at first was to help us set up what was our initial job cost tracking system in the early 2000s. And then she shifted gears to the real estate development arm with my dad and was responsible for getting the piece of property for the condo that we built at 44th Street and 10th Avenue that we finished in 2008. And that was a 85 foot tall, 58 unit condo that was like super success over there in Manhattan that we built with Stephen Jacobs Group. So Kyla, you know, has been great at that stuff. And, you know, her real skill set is that Kyla's amazingly good at details. And so whatever projects we have around that really require incredible attention to detail, she really never lets things fall through the cracks. She's got great control of her paperwork where I'm terrible at that stuff. I'm good for big picture vision and for getting stuff done. But for keeping track of the minute details, you can't rely on me for that. I just can't do it. So Kyla's really amazingly reliable for that. And she's also got a great eye for style and for fashion and for design. And so Kyla and I collaborate together uh, where I sort of help with a little bit more of the big picture and making sure that the vision's going in the direction that the market is going in um, for our interior designs and our exterior designs. And Kyla takes that and gets it done. So, you know, we're often building houses our spec houses we're building with seven bathrooms and a kitchen, you know, so it's like there's so much tile and, you know, you have so many different cabinets and all these different fixtures and different configurations and we want to bring it all together and have it look, you know, consistent and, and well matched and beautiful, uh, but also it's got to be on budget and on time and all of those other factors and all the little pieces and parts that come in defective and all this stuff have to be managed appropriately. So Kyla does all of that. And um, she's really fantastic at that. And it's really a pleasure to be able to work with my sister every day like that. Um, and then there's my dad, uh, who is great to work with. I sort of described my dad at the beginning here. And um, it's an interesting dynamic, you know, that we're always trying to work out, which is like, you know, try to make sure that we're not just standing next to each other doing the same thing. But then if we're not standing next to each other, we're not walking to the job and giving people different directions that, that you know, are contrasting or, you know, conflict with each other. Um, and uh, we're never perfect, but we're always trying to be better. And I think we're in a pretty good groove right now. And then within the company, we also have uh, Amory, who's been with us for a bunch of years. Amory actually worked, before she worked for us, 
I think she started in like 2006 working for First Dunes Shadow Development Company. And before that, she worked for my mom's jewelry manufacturing company, Rona K Corp, for at least 10, maybe 15 years. I'm the worst at time, but something like that. So Amory's been with my family like forever. And she's our bookkeeper. Before that, she was uh, doing the side of bookkeeping that just purchase orders and, you know, uh, making sure that all of the subcontractor billing was in the computer. And then she took over as the full charge bookkeeper. Um, and then we have some other staff. We have some new people. Um, uh, Allie, who is Biophilic Build on Instagram, who's with us, I think, for a shorter period of time because he has his own aspirations to be a passive home builder up in Ithaca along with his wife, Sarah. And so Sarah's been helping us out a little bit to fill in the gaps on, on in-office project management and entering bills and things like that. And Allie's out in the field as a super, but also as a details guy and also somebody who can, you know, help with a critical eye on air sealing and run blower door tests and duct tests and things like that for us. So he helps round out the crew. And then the last we have, we have a, we have a laborer carpenter by the name of Leo, who's awesome, uh, who helps us out as well. He's been with us for three years. Within the company, we also have uh, Amory, who's been with us for a bunch of years. Amory actually worked, before she worked for us, I think she started in like 2006 working for First Dunes Shadow Development Company. And before that, she worked for my mom's jewelry manufacturing company, Rona K Corp, for at least 10, maybe 15 years. I'm the worst at time, but something like that. So Amory's been with my family like forever. And she's our bookkeeper. Before that, she was uh, doing the side of bookkeeping, the just purchase orders and, you know, uh, making sure that all of the subcontractor billing was in the computer. And then she took over as the full charge bookkeeper. Um, and then we have some other staff. We have some new people. Um, uh, Allie, who is Biophilic Build on Instagram, who's with us, I think, for a shorter period of time because he has his own aspirations to be a passive home builder up in Ithaca along with his wife, Sarah. And so Sarah's been helping us out a little bit to fill in the gaps on, on in-office project management and entering bills and things like that. And Allie's out in the field as a super, but also as a details guy and also somebody who can, you know, help with a critical eye on air sealing and run blower door tests and duct tests and things like that for us. So he helps round out the crew. And then the last we have, we have a, we have a laborer carpenter by the name of Leo, who's awesome, uh, who helps us out as well. He's been with us for three years. Well, the first thing I want to share is, you know, why we're doing this every day. Um, because it's funny, like, you know, I've been struggling to really put a definite why on what we're up to this year. It's, it was a goal of mine and, uh, it's still on my list of things to really work out, but you know, we're not out here just to like build plans that are designed by architects and to make money, you know, and screw our subcontractors over and go home at night, do it again. That's definitely not what our what motivates us, you know, what motivates us really is, I mean, we're driving on this beautiful beach, but whether it's the beach or we're building a building in Brooklyn or we're building townhouses in North Hills, you know, what motivates us is building effective and efficient and durable and you know, loving structures that are built with love so that the people who live in them, you know, just have this warm cocoon around them, warm or cool, but you know, this comfortable environment that just to support their lives, you know, and, and like the, you, a house should be something that you think a lot about when we're building it for you, when you're buying it. So you think about it so that you, you understand the difference between the house I build you and the house that somebody else builds you. But you don't think about it so much once you're living in it because it just does its job and it doesn't bother you. And that's really hard to do. Um, I did not realize that as much until 
being a little bit of an older person and understanding all the troubles people that are my friends have with their homes and their apartments. And the reason I never really realized that was because I almost always lived in a home that my dad either built or renovated. And so I just took for granted that homes don't just work usually. Buildings don't usually just work. They should, but they don't. And so that's kind of what we do. We make them beautiful and we make them work. And making them work is not just how you put them together. It's how you design them, how you situate them on the property, how you sequence construction, and, and all those pieces in between the, in there. Also, who, who you have build them for you and how you treat those people because everything doesn't work perfectly, but what makes it work is that when things don't work perfectly, the people who built it come right back, whether it be in a year or 10, and tell you how they put it together so you can figure out how to fix the problem or how to adapt it for the future or how to change it or any of that. So that, that's really you know, what you'll hear on the podcast is all the different spokes of how we do that, you know, whether it be talking to you know, our stair manufacturer, where I've spent a lot of time, if you watch my Instagram recently, with ViewRail. Um, but um, if, you know, with our land planning you know, consultants and our attorneys who do that with us, um, with, you know, different people within the industry, whether they be material suppliers, subcontractors, architects, engineers, just all the different people that we come across, designers, rendering people, just all the different people we come across, whether in this industry or external to it and adjacent to it, that inspire me and our company to do what we do every day and to do it differently than our peers. And we're not doing it differently than our peers to plan, th to, you know, to just to spite them or to be different for no reason. We're, we do it differently because we've got a different mission. We're really not here to make a living. We are here to make a living, but at the same time, we want to make sure that we're really making a beautiful product and a beautiful home for people that will last them for generations and will support them and their love. On the tail end, as the uh, as the PS here, can I at least do an intro introduction to yours and my friendship for a sec? Oh, yeah. Because I think it's important, because uh, I wouldn't be here recording a podcast uh, without Brian. You know, for a couple of years before I met Brian, we really tried to get the word out about ourselves and put together content. And we filmed a bunch of stuff, and what, what happened with it, Brian, was that, you know, there was no you involved. And so, it's a very hard industry for filmmakers, who I know a lot of them, to understand the like why anybody would want to see this content, you know. And when I met you, which I met you, Brian, as you recall, you put out that invitation for a podcast when you were at Versatex. That was just like, hey, anybody want to do a conversation about green building at the Builder Show? And I was all in on that. Um, I could tell right away that like uh, you, you really, you know, had a passion for building materials, for building processes, for people who were in the building business. And I was so attracted to that because, you know, you know, the, the, that's what I was looking for was someone to collaborate with so that I could just go do my job and, you know, be around the people around and somebody understood and wasn't bored by that, but actually was, you know, interested and activated by that to capture that content so we could share it with other people. So hopefully some of the processes that we have, you know, can, you know, become more broad or other because we're doing them wrong or whatever. It's been a, a really a treat to see a lot of your projects like come to life. But most importantly, I think I enjoy working with you guys. You guys are amazing. You're like extended family uh, with my family too. Because I feel like um, this West Hampton is like another extension of like kind of a part of us. Yeah. Like we've seriously, we've seriously gone back and forth over the last two years here. And like over time, you know, like you go to the same coffee shops, 
you're like oh hey what's going on oh you're the camera guy i'm like yeah first dunes like you know like it's almost become like a, a piece of of your of my life you know yeah. what i mean like it's kind of cool um but I, I do really enjoy seeing your team work and seeing your team like collaborate on and off the the job site and it's kind of cool to see that and, and kyla too and I, I don't know for me it's 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 great because with construction and, and all these homes I, like i see i was like all right that's a first dune homes that's a first dune homes you know like you we all grow together yeah and it's kind of cool to see i didn't tell the part where it was like you were working reverse attacks at the time and i was like hey if you could squeeze me in on the side that'd be awesome and i think after the first time we shot together i'm like dude you gotta just do your own thing here just like take the leap because you're too good at this to like be just moonlighting and uh you know your whole social mag concept that you're working on I'm, I'm such a fan of that i think it's a great idea um as a person who like one of the things about my dad that you should know is like whenever we traveled like the number one thing my dad would do would be like we'd go to the airport and get to the airport early enough and he would just walk into that magazine shop and buy like so many magazines like 20 pounds of magazines interior design whatever it was you know all stuff house house and real estate related or and, and cars and just tear through them tear sheets out of paper out like the first gift my dad gave me actually when i started working was a little razor blade and a little desk blotter pad and a notebook and the idea was like get the new york times um sent to your house and every sunday go through and cut the ads out for the properties to buy and but then after that, like anytime I'd come in, you know, now he takes pictures and sends them to me, but it used to be he'd rip a sheet of paper, an ad out of a magazine for something he thought I'd be interested or something he wanted to do and give it to me. And I'm saying all this because like, you know, they're really, you know, they're, the fine home building is a great magazine. Um, and so is professional builder, but they're like very product focused, process focused. And, and, and I think, you know, what you've done such a good job of unearthing with us and with the other builders who you do content with is showing off, you know, what's behind the processes, the people, you know, and the people features, it doesn't come through, you know, in yeah. these other publications. And I think Social Mag has such a great place for that, where it's like, not just the people, but the products they build and the people they build them for maybe or, or whatever it may be. And I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan. I think it's going to be great. Yeah, I can't wait to uh, do one feature for Versus. It'll be fun. That, I feel like that could be like a four, four series episode, though. That's what I'd want it to be. Oh, well, you know, we're here for whatever you want to do. And I've also, I got to say, while we're just recording here, you know, I've also loved, you know, you've come and hung out with Courtney and myself, and uh, I've gotten to really know Amanda a lot over the years. And I always really, you guys are a very resetting influence for me, because obviously when, I, when we're shooting content, I got a little bit check out of work and check out of my phone. And um, so like you're the, some of the people that I'm the most present with on this earth. And that's a really nice thing to do. And you guys are, are have a great energy and are great people to spend that presence with. So I appreciate that a lot. We love you guys, man. Same, same. Well, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Hanukkah to everybody. And by the way, how amazing is this? We're literally cruising on, on the beach right now. It's 38 degrees out. We're about to get like a major storm. Everyone's ripping all over the news about like there's some crazy storm going on. But meanwhile, the Atlantic Ocean is like super civilized. The sky is blue. The sun is warm. And uh, so what could be wrong in this world today, right? And we've made some serious tracks on this beach today, by the way. <laughs>